This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hey everybody, Stefan here. This episode is sponsored by the great folks over at Box Mountain. Box Mountain is a subscription box service that has my favorite sub box yet, the Cryptid Crate. You see, Josh got one of these for his birthday, and I was super jealous because it was packed full of merchandise pertaining to cryptids. The box he received first was all about the Flatwoods Monster, which of course is one of our favorites. And it had a t-shirt, a book, a patch, mug, and some awesome stickers. So I checked out the price to get one for myself, and let me tell you, it is well worth the value. These make excellent gifts for yourself or even friends that are cryptid lovers as well. Now, if you use the coupon code FEARSCAPE, you will get 25% off the first month for any new subscription or 10% off individual purchases. So go ahead and head on over to FEARSCAPEPODCAST.COM slash CRYPTIDCRATE now and get yourself one today. Hey everyone, Josh here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Have you been to our website, fearscapepodcast.com? There you can check out our store with all of our awesome t-shirts, check out guests that have been on the show, listen to the podcast directly on the website, even donate and help us bring you awesome content. Please consider supporting us, fearscapepodcast.com. Hello, I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep. Into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another uh, frightening, fantastic, uh, phenomenal uh, episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined, as always, by the mountainous. Uh, Josh Rutledge, um, w- w- what's happening, brother? I like, I, I like your. Uh, no, they can't see this, but uh, I, I like your mountain background, man. Like, I just wish I was joining you camping in your fake background. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really great place to be because um, the weather is always perfect. Uh, you don't have to worry about trees falling or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> also, I just thought that you know you, you used uh, three words that make the F sound. But the last word was PH, right? 
phenomenal. phenomenal yeah. I wonder. Right. Maybe we should switch to PH Fearscape. Maybe that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty hot and earscaped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I almost said phlebotomist, um, but that that wouldn't have worked yeah, either. Yeah, that would have been weird. We would have like, said blood. a dirty one that rhymes with palatio, but I didn't want to say that one either. <laughs> so I didn't bother with that. No, we got a really cool show tonight. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening as you continue to do so. We've got our good friend Vashti, the real medium Vashti Hooper, is back on the program with us. Uh, she's going to be joining us for uh, our research into the topic of the spiritualism movement, the spirit- spiritualist movement uh, of the late 19th century and early 20th century uh you know all the the tappings and the knockings and basically in my opinion kind of what kicked off the new age movement to be honest with you um and we'll be talking about that with her uh since she herself is the real medium uh we're gonna be talking to her and having a good old time as we usually do uh but of course in the meantime josh you know we've got other stuff we got to talk about yep. as we do so let's get right moving moving right along uh, into the very first segment which is the psychic word of the week and now the psychic word of the week. All right, our psychic word of the week comes from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary from June G. Bletzer, PhD. Rest in peace, honey bear. Oh, it still breaks my heart when I found out that she had passed away. Um, but I flipped through, or well, actually, you gave me a number and said, go to this page. I don't know where you pulled it from. I don't want to know. Um, but you said go to page 67. And I went to page 67. And the first word that I saw was biocommunication. Uh, biocommunication uh, has three different definitions. The first one says uh, laboratory. It says the rapport of two living organisms in a laboratory experiment who have organic changes relating one to another for example one heart gaining beats and the other losing beats two esoteric an individual drawing energy psychically from another individual when in the other's presence consciously or unconsciously shit we call that psychic vampire uh number three says russia uh name for various types of telepathy requiring studies of cybernetics information processing theory neurophysical physiologic science and quantum physics that was hard to say (laughs) so yeah i mean you know it using your body to communicate i just call that the language of love (laughs) (laughs) oh it's gonna be an interesting show tonight a little winky wink there a little stinky dinky dink there a little ear flapping there that you're just letting somebody across the room know what's going on so would you like to know where the number where the page number came from i do i put vashtai's name into the cipher Mm. and it equals out to 67 and so i told you to go to page 67 nice so nice we'll see if that happens to work its way into the conversation at all tonight biocommunication uh i did i did like the the first one which was really weird where they were talking about two two organisms like um being in an odd type of sync how like if one person gained like heartbeats the other one would lose heartbeats it it reminds me of um 
so in a binary star system mm-hmm. uh there is always one dominant star that right. like takes a little bit of material from the other star every time they come close to each other so that's what it kind of reminds me of it's like they're they're linked together somehow but one is is dominant so it's always taking something from the other i don't know right and just again weird i mean i, I would have never th- I, I guess if you really think about it i mean yeah biocommunication because like i said that that second one was was straight up psychic vampire somebody unintentionally or intentionally taking someone's energy uh being in the same room with them that's what we call psychic vampire and but um like communication though like communication seems like such a very word that that means a back and forth you know like to me anyways i don't know i don't know yeah yeah communication implies i guess two-way communication is what you're saying yeah but I mean, I guess it doesn't have Not to because you could just sit there and I could communicate to you. But I mean, you're listening to. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm well, just a guy. maybe I'm maybe I'm hearing you, but I might not be listening to you. That's what my wife tells me. All yeah, the time. Man, same, <laughs> same. Um, all right. Well, that's that's what we got from uh, JGB PhD. So <laughs> let's go ahead and move to our newest segment which is our cryptid of the week. Hi, y'all. It's the Jersey Devil. Hope y'all are ready to meet some of my friends. Cryptid of the week. All right. So we are, you know, this is our new segment. Week two. I'm loving this, man. Like looking at all these different cryptids. Uh, This week, I'm pulling it out of my book. Uh, comes and I actually heard this guy on NPR like two years ago. I was listening on a Sunday and uh, this author was like, oh yeah, it was weird because like I was just starting to dig into cryptids and I happened to be on NPR listening. There's a dude talking about <laughs> cryptids, man. So I immediately bought his book called The Monster Book. His name is Nick Redfern, which who we've heard Nick's name a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I opened up and found one in here called the Van Meter Monster. And so immediately my thought, I went to Western Kentucky University and there's the big Van Meter ghost there. It's different. This is in Iowa. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all right. This says one of the strangest of all monsters is Iowa's very own winged thing, the Van Meter Monster. The mystery began in December 1903 when a terrifying beast plunged the town of Van Meter, Iowa into states of hysteria and fear. The story began with a resident of the town, Dr. Olcott, whose extraordinary encounter made the pages of the New York-based Watertown Herald. According to the press, the doctor grabbed a shotgun and ran outside the building where he saw a monster, a half-human, half-beast with great bat-like wings, a a dazzling light that nearly blinded him came from a blunt horn-like protuberance or per, protuberance lord in the middle of the animal's forehead and it gave off a stupefying odor that almost overcame him the doctor discharged his weapon and fled into his office barring the doors and windows and remained there in abject terror until morning um, so for some baffling reason, there were fears in town that the monster would raid the local bank and empty it of all the cash. And so this led one Peter Dunn to spend the night in the bank with a loaded gun. 
However, this was a wise move. As the Watertown Herald noted, in the early hours, Dunn was momentarily blinded by a bright light that filled the bank. Boy, the beast was back. Eventually, Dunn recovered his senses sufficiently to distinguish the monster and fired through the window. The plate glass and sash were torn out and the monster disappeared. Next morning, imprints of large three-toed feet were discernible in the soft earth and plaster casts were taken. Um, and it says, this is not the end of the story. Uh, there was a climax that came the following night. Um, at this town time, the whole town was like into this. Uh, Professor Martin, a principal of one of the schools, decided that from the description, it was an antediluvian animal. Uh, shortly after midnight, uh, J.L. Platt, a foreman of a brick plant, heard a peculiar sound in an abandoned coal mine. And as the men had reported a similar sound before, uh, a group of volunteers started investigating. Presently, the monster emerged from the shaft, accompanied by a smaller one. A uh, score of shots were fired with no effect. The newspaper rounded things off with the following. The whole town was aroused and a vigil was maintained the rest of the night, but without result until just at dawn when the two monsters returned and then disappeared down the shaft. <laughs> so, it's almost like the Ahul we talked about last week, except for it's yeah, got really. a unicorn horn that is also a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know... So, so my daughter would tell you that unicorns use their horns to to do magic. This is I've and watched. So, Le- I've watched uh, Legend. I know. So I mean, it's very well that you know, that just that's like a spell, like the uh, Harry Potter Illuminos well, or whatever. Supposedly, a lot of early wands were indeed that they were horns, um, and of course, there were a lot of people saying that they had a unicorn horn and that was their wand, but usually they weren't. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so I I just think if he's living in a cave, he needs light. I think it's just a flashlight. And dude was just coming out to get money from the bank so he could go get some batteries because he knew this kid was freaking out and needed his flashlight recharged. That's my opinion. Van Meter Monster. Yep. <laughs> so next Van time Meter. you're in Van Meter, Iowa, check out the legend of the Van Meter Monster. The bad yeah, I don't horn. know. You know, we're going out, um, we're going to take a trip out west this summer and hit some, like, you know, sites and go. What's that? The car hinge? You know, I don't, I got to look up the. Oh, yeah. Car hinge. Yeah. That stone hinge made out of cars. Yeah. I wanted to do all that. Like, we're, we're going to go, we're just going to, like, take a, like, a 10 day driving trip and just go around and hit all kinds of stuff. I've always wanted to do that. But, anyways, um, I, you know, I don't know if like Iowa's kind of on our route. I'd have to look that up and see. Uh, it's usually like not because it's north something. of Missouri. So when you're usually, if you're heading yeah. out like southwest, you're usually going through the bottom part of Missouri. So I can make a big loop, though. I could go, go yeah. down southern area and make a loop and come back around. Yep. So you, you know, could go up like to ellipse, Chicago, guess, but... come on down that way, come around. Loopy doop, doop. I don't know. I don't know, Van Meter Monster, check it out. That is our cryptid of the week. Thank you, Jersey Devil, for introducing us to your friend. (laughs) All right, so let's get moving on to our UAP sighting of the week. All right, Josh, what do we got for our unidentified aerial phenomenon sighting of the week? Is it phenomenon or phenomena? Is is that interchangeable or am I just dumb? 
No, so I think phenomena do, do, is do, do, do. the it, phenomena. No, it, it, so I think phenomena is like all encompassing, and phenomenon is an individual thing. So mm. like the phenomena right. is everything that's happening. A, a specific phenomenon would be like the Jersey Devil would be a specific phenomenon, right? Yes, Does I'm looking sense? at it now. Uh, phenomenon is single, plural is phenomena. All right, I will try to remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just part. So really, part, you though, know, part yeah. information here. Just... UAP, you could use either one because it's like, what is our UAP, which is the unidentified aerial phenomenon, or is it a phenomenon? Because it could be multiple things. <laughs> well, I, I think by nature of being unidentified. You have to use the plural, right? Because you can't rule it down to one thing. So oh, you have to use the true. plural form. Possibly. Possibly. Um, so that's just my two cents. Because if I don't know what this is, it's still a single thing. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. You're. I don't know. You're Captain. I don't. You're Mr. Wizard. I don't Wizard. think that, you know, the grammar police is not has not come and knock on our door yet about anything that we've said on the show. That's a good um, thing. I would have been arrested a long time ago. Yeah. All of my uh, mispronunciation of words back when we did, you know, Monsters of the Bible and all of that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> And the Native American ones. Oh. And the Native American one. That was oh. brutal. I, I yeah. love those times and when the, you're like, I think this is how it's pronounced. And I'm like, sure. Go ahead, I don't know either. I love the times when I'm like, I think this is how it's pronounced, and you're like, nope, it's like this, and then it's like something completely different uh-huh. than what I said. So. All right, well, where, where, and All what right. do we got? So this comes from, and, and oddly enough, I don't know how to pronounce this, the name of this town. Q u o g u e, Quog, Quog, maybe East Quog. Yeah, I don't know. East, East, I would say Quogue, Quogue. But anyways, New York. So if you're from East Quogue and I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, I apologize. Um, but uh, East Quogue, this is back around, uh, so it's December 23rd is when this happened uh, at three o'clock in the morning. So here we go. I was about to go to bed when I noticed uh, through my bedroom skylight a twinkling and color changing light sort of hovering around. Not moving too far in any direction. It was almost like it was swaying or dramatically moving every now and then. It is flickering different colors, including blue, purple, red, greenish, some in-betweens. I turned my light on and could still see it. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a reflection of some holiday lights or something similar. So I walked downstairs to my dining room and could still see it in the same spot at any given angle through our large bay window. I I decided to wake my brother up and show him. He was obviously confused, but still got up out of bed. It was very much like me to say something on the long lines of, hey, I think I see a UFO or something at 3 o'clock in the morning. He followed me to the dining room and was shocked when he saw it too. We decided to sit and watch it together, and we've continued to do so for the last 20 minutes. He's better than I am directionally and told me that it was in the southwest. It just keeps hovering around in what appears to be rotating in place. We were both super tired and honestly getting kind of freaked out, so we decided to go to bed. 
And here I am typing this. I hope this information can be of some use. This is super bizarre to me as I've never really considered myself to be a person who cares about or believes in this sort of thing. Here I am The only thing convincing me right now that my brother and I aren't both hallucinating is the fact that my dad once mentioned that he saw one while fishing in the middle of the night. I could still see it for a few minutes. I really need to go to bed. So I went back upstairs and got in bed took my eye off of it. While typing this, I just looked again and nowhere to be seen. I could still see it. Just a little background: I'm 19-year-old girl, home from college for the holidays. To put it simply, I am a quite normal young adult. My brother is 16 at the moment, yet has always been extremely mature for his age. He is also quite normal and is in this type who would typically dismiss this type of thing. Home from college for the holidays. To put it simply. Come on, people. Seeing UAPs, seeing ghosts or those right. things does not is not an abnormal yeah. thing. We have right. got to start breaking this taboo. She's 19, which means we're in an era where it is way more acceptable, yet she still feels that taboo at 19 years yeah. old. Like, come on, man. Like, I feel so, so bad. Um, just as a, a check, I did pull up like sky safari went mm-hmm. back to the night that this occurred the time that this occurred put in my location is uh east quogue new york to see what was in the southwest sky and there were two pretty big stars in the southwest sky at that point in time uh sirius is out there as well as rigel um but i i don't know um you know the whole changing of colors yeah. I've never seen Sirius or Rigel right. change color. They usually are pretty just a bright white light. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, something that you and I have kicked around the idea of is, you know, a, a craft um, hiding or, or or sitting in front of a star, uh, basically, you know, uh, hiding in plain sight. Right. right. So, um yeah, it's interesting. It's a good, it's a good account. I mean, I, I really, she went into a lot of detail there. So, yeah, but yeah, if you're, if you are randomly a listener of this show out in Quogue, honey, yeah, we believe you and it's okay. It does not make you crazy. Uh, you don't even have to say you're not that type of person. Cause I don't know what that implies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When you say you're normal and you're and you wouldn't know, you know, be that type of person, that makes me think that I'm abnormal. So I know, especially it was like, well, even know. my brother, who's older for his age, people now. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, this is that PSA all over again. It's like, guys, it's okay yeah. to believe in this stuff. You know, you mentioned it the other day. Uh, and we may have mentioned this to Shane. I'm not sure, but you know, you were talking. It's like we need to stop uh, asking people, "Do you believe in UFOs or UAPs?" Because we know that they exist. The whole point is that they're unidentified objects or aerial phenomena. We don't know what they are, but we know that they exist. So we shouldn't be asking, "Do you believe in them?" Because that's like asking, "Do you believe in a car?" We know that cars exist. We know that this phenomena exists. So we need to stop that. But what we should be asking is who or what is controlling it? Who or what is it? You know, do you believe that something could be in control of it? Do you think it could be an ET? Do you think it could be Russia or China? What do you, you know, those are the questions we should be asking. Right. 
We need yeah. to stop looking at just, you know, UFO sightings as taboo because they're not to the point that the United States government and the Navy and all them keep putting together task forces. So. <laughs> well, and, 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 and frankly, those, those task forces have existed internationally for mm-hmm. a long time. For a long time. Um, so, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's not so much of the community uh, looks at UFOs or UAPs and says extraterrestrial. And so, like they, for them, they they don't consider other possibilities. It's just automatically well, it's an extraterrestrial pop, pop craft. culture. Yeah, it's pop culture, right? So. But but you know, to your point, we're not asking people: Do you believe in a UFO? UFOs are documented, proven facts. Mm-hmm. They they exist. So yeah, there have so been numerous reports. If you see so. one and you're reporting, you don't have to say, "Hey, I'm not crazy." Um, there are plenty of respectable people. There, Jimmy Carter is one of them. You know, there are plenty of respectable people that are out there that have have seen UAPs. It is not a crazy thing anymore to even be, you know, looked at like that. Um, For example, we're not doing spooky news, but I mean, the New York Post just released an article that the CIA is releasing UFO black vault documents. And you're going to be able to see everything the CIA has looked into about UFOs. I mean, there's a perfect example right there. Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm off my soapbox, Mr. Rutledge. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to our last segment so we can get to Vashti. Uh, this is Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Creepy Ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. All right, Josh, I told you I haven't had anything happen in a few weeks, um, but you said you had a little something that happened. So what what, what happened with you? Yeah, so uh, yesterday morning I was out um, taking uh, sun, some sunrise photography because uh, it was a beautiful sunrise. And um, I had my camera set up on a tripod. I was doing a, uh, uh, a time-lapse video. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of looking around in the sky and stuff. And uh, as you no, there's a lot of air traffic, you know, that comes over my house at any given point in time. And so I'd been watching all kinds of airplanes and stuff flying around and uh, happened to like look over towards the sunrise to see about where it was in the sky to, to kind of gauge how long longer I'm going to be standing outside in 28 degree weather. <laughs> and I saw this flash of like a flash of light. But what's really interesting, it, it was very much like a. Um, like the kind of light that you see on the front of an airplane, or and on the front I was like, "Oh, of a van meter monster." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, it's just my that monster's flashlight. <laughs> that monster's probably using an LED. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> Anyways, um, but no, it was like a that kind of light, and I I glanced down to my camera to see if maybe it happened to catch that light, and when I glanced back, it was gone. And there was like nothing else in the sky. So I'm like, come on, man. You know, so I'm, I'm like looking around and I'm trying to, you know, figure out, did I miss it? Is it a plane? I just can't see it. And so I, I look up like probably about, uh, uh, maybe, you know, one o'clock. You think about it on a clock face, about one o'clock from where I am, uh, almost probably 60 or 70 degrees off the horizon above me. And it lights up again. And it, it did the thing that it did that night in my backyard. It lit up. It got really bright. And then it phased out. And then, like, it, it moved a little bit 
further on and it lit up and got really bright and then it phased out and then I never saw it again. <laughs> but like during the whole time I never like it was a crystal clear blue sky. Yeah. During the whole time I never saw anything other than the light. Right. And it wasn't like it was a flash like it like it caught like an airplane reflection no, it, or anything cuz it, it, it was it was growing bigger. It was definitely a grow to to big and then a slow reduction to, to imagine like, how bright there. that had to be to right. show in well, the blue sky and and again you know sunrise was like uh 758 that morning mm-hmm. and this was at like 756 so i mean it's it's pretty bright in the sky at this point mm-hmm. where it's not it's not a star it's not a satellite and like i wouldn't be able to see things in space you know what i'm saying unless yeah. they're really bright in space so so that's my that's my only creepy catch-up that i've had but i mean it was like it was really funny because while i'm sitting there making this video i'm like talking out loud trying to keep myself occupied and i'm like you know what if if uh if 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 uh, alien spacecraft or, or or ufos or uaps had cloaking technology then they probably wouldn't use it very often because it would be a severe energy drain. And so right. they would probably do a lot of their operations at night when they didn't have to use their cloaking system. And then it's like within 30 seconds, that's when I see the UAP. <laughs> so it's just funny that so. mind power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should have bio communicated with them. You just done a little wink, 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 a little nudge, 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 a little nostril flare. <laughs> Well, I mean, my, my heart did skip a beat, so maybe it gave that beat to oh, them. Oh, and that's why it flashed. Oh, man, that's crazy. All right, well, <laughs> let's get moving on. We're going to take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we're going to be back with our good friend Vashti Hooper, the real medium, and we're going to be talking about the spiritualist movement of the late 19th and early 20th century. Yeah. We'll be back. Something dark is here, flying in the skies, lurking in the woodlands, swimming in the rivers, and hiding under your bed. Join me, Mark L. Watson, and Fearscape Media as we delve into the paranormal, the occult, the spiritual, and the esoteric, and peer beyond the veil. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts or search for more information at fearscapemedia.com. Hey everybody, Josh here with Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I've got glasses. Um, And one of the things that I really hate with wearing my mask um, is that my glasses constantly fog. I've got the kind of mask that you can pinch the nose and it's supposed to keep the glasses from fogging, but it still fogs. Uh, Sometimes I just get outside on a cold day, come back in the house, my glasses fog. Get out to pump gas my glasses fog. So one of the things that I came across is this uh, spray bottle that is uh, anti, uh, anti-fog anti spray. And you spray it on and you wipe it off and then it protects your glasses and keeps them from fogging. And I'm going to tell you, this stuff is spectacular. Um, I've even cleaned my glasses a couple of times since applying it and it still works. Um, I also have uh, anti-glare glasses and this stuff is safe for anti-glare glasses. If you want to pick up your own bottle, Go to fearscapepodcast.com slash no more fog.
And we're back. Thank you guys for sticking around. Like we said, we've got the amazing and wonderful Vashti Hooper here, the real medium, joining us to talk about the spiritualist movement. How are you, Vashti? I'm doing great, doing fabulous. Sorry, I have a few guests here, so I have my mask on. I will try to talk loud so everyone can hear what I'm saying, but I'm doing fabulous. We can hear you very well. We hear you just fine. prefer you to be safe so <laughs> yeah perfect good so but so you got your entourage wherever you go right <laughs> well yeah it kind of ends up that way it's always busy i'm always yep. busy so there's always something yep always always uh but again <laughs> thank you so much for joining us we thought since we were going to be talking about the spiritualist movement and talking about mediums and stuff like that who better to have than you? So we thought we'd have you join us. So we yeah. love talking about this stuff. Um, but Josh, if, you know, if you're ready to get rolling, let's get yep. talking about the spiritualist movement, man. So, so yeah, so we'll just uh, kind of go through. I've got some good uh, research here. Um, and I even pulled a couple of, you know, kind of famous, if you will, spiritualists that we could talk about towards the end and uh, see what we got. Are so, we going to be talking about Houdini? <laughs> well, Houdini comes up, but you know he he tried to debunk. Oh, I know. More than I know. That's why I was asking if we were going to talk about him. Though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel we'll like in the it. very very end he was like, "Yeah, this is real." <laughs> well, you know he he's actually one of many who tried to debunk, like Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I can't. There's like a, there's. I mean, there's a lot of people. Um, what's uh, I want to say Tesla. There's like a lot of people mm-hmm. who tried to get involved to debunk what was happening uh and ended up being you know kind of converted uh believers if you will uh because yeah because it was the spirituals movement was very almost cult-like in a weird kind of way i mean it is a precursor to our new age movement and stuff but yeah it was everybody was doing it It was the cool thing to do (laughs) so so for everybody who may not be aware the, the spiritualism movement is basically it's based on a belief that the departed souls can interact with the living. Um, you know, spiritually seek to make contact with the dead, usually through some assistance from a medium, right. <laughs> like Bash to ask. Right. Um, a, a person to believe you, you know, have the ability to contact spirits. Uh, some mediums worked while in a trance like state, mm-hmm. um, and some claim to be the catalyst for various paranormal uh, phenomena like materializing things or moving objects around in a room um which you know is how the spirits announced their presence right a lot of it was what we look at now is esp stuff um it was before it was scientifically classified and of course all this stuff happened long before the spiritualism movement happened you know this was the oracles of delphi i mean there's so much of the stuff that was happening but this got popular but yeah it included more than just um interacting with the dead because just like you said there was telepathy and telekinetic stuff and pyro uh like being able to make fire out i mean it's just pretty much psychic gifts is essentially in my opinion what you could define that time period as was hey psychic gifts are popular we just don't have names for them yet scientifically right yeah makes sense Hmm. yeah so one of the earliest uh accounts that that my research uh, came up with is um from the bible uh and it's the uh visit of saul Mm -hmm. uh with the so-called uh witch of Endor. Mm -hmm. yeah 
um, which is found in uh, 1 Samuel 28. Um, and then uh, also when uh, Moses and Elijah appeared to three of Jesus's apostles uh, in Matthew 17 and Mark 9. So those are also accounts of that kind of spiritualist type activity. And so these are things that are in the Bible occurring. Mm -hmm. so. Right. And that, you know, just to kind of jump in on that, when I speak with people from my church that don't believe in what I am and what I do, I remind them of situations like that. And it's, you know, it's, it was there. And I, but I think a lot of people just take other scriptures and, with those that speak on mediums and things like that mm -hmm. but absolutely it was absolutely happening though oh so. yeah the bible is not if if you are a christian the bible is not a confined piece of work it is an example of what the people that follow this can be prophets are all through the bible why did all of a sudden since the bible stopped prophets are no longer considered you know like why oh because right. No, it didn't happen in Bible times. It's happening in 1942 or whatever. Like we should, you know, psychics have always been, it, just like you said, in the Bible, there's a million ghosts and spirits. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I mean, yeah. the Bible is the most spookiest book there really is. If you think about it, <laughs> yep. people coming back from the dead, people right. drinking somebody's blood. Like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, um, what, you know what he says here that uh, some phenomenon associated with mediums were found among those regarded in the Middle Ages as being possessed by devils, and so there's oh, where you have that insert, uh, which basically you know I don't want to get into the whole political aspect of of, of religion so much, but you know you look at the Middle Ages and, and and times were really hard, and so the Catholic Church or the Church in general was trying to put a better spin on things and so another way to do that would be to get people into the church and doing things the church says and so right. it's find themselves now say that if you're not doing churchy stuff then you're doing it for the devil or you're doing it well and you got to remember too that this you know they were getting into areas like you know where the celtics were and the druids and these people that have these psychic backgrounds that's part of their religion and so they had to in a way outlaw these things like if you know most people know that the devil is not you know was not a clovened hooved like they, that's never mentioned in the Bible. That was, right. uh, you know, the green man or the image of Pan or these other gods. They kind of took that and said, nope, this is what the devil looks like because the devil looks like other people's mm -hmm. gods to trick you and and things like that. And so, yeah, all of a sudden that's where witchcraft got banned and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. But all of that stuff got lumped into witchcraft, all these psychic gifts Together. and all of things and of course what we've always said yesterday's magic is today's science as well so right yeah, yeah and, and well and to kind of go along with that um you know i've been doing a lot of research on my own around the whole idea of psychic gifts and and a lot of people think that we all have them we just uh basically push them down because we're told from childhood that you know, it's not acceptable to, to express that part of yourself. Absolutely. And so, yes, I, if I can jump in, I, go ahead. We from, okay. So like, I, I'm not sure if I shared it with you guys before, but I was taught for six months before I started my work 
and I was taught by my spirit guide. There was someone who was teaching me things specifically on a daily basis, just covering everything. We all have it from what I know yep. and what I've been taught. We all have it, but it's almost like if you don't use an arm or a leg, it's going to wither up. It's going yep. to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So as children, if we weren't the first thing, the first thing that triggers people to kind of wake up and start opening those doors is knowledge, information, awareness that you even have that to turn on. So then after that, that's when you start to open up slowly, little by little, but it's a growing process. And literally, if we had started as children and over time been taught by yeah. the older ones what you know it would be so different so yeah i have to back that up and say we we absolutely all have it anxiety and depression that is us being empaths that is us yep. feeling everything around us and it's overwhelming our brain doesn't know what mm -hmm. we're our brain doesn't know that we're picking up other people's feelings so instead it it goes haywire you know it's too yeah. much so once you're so many to... people were taught to stifle you know to stifle yeah. everything like to yeah. stifle them, especially men oh man all those like old school men being taught like you can't cry mm. you can't show emotions like ah yeah. that's percent. i wish it would stop being so taboo we were just talking about this during our ufo sighting of the week where the girl that uh, posted her ufo sighting was talking about like i'm a regular person i'm not normally one of these types of people who see this and we're like no stop tabooing that it right stop making it a taboo like she's 19 how is it already a taboo you know what i mean like we live in the most accepted age for this stuff mm -hmm. and she's still like i can't i'm scared to tell people like we need to do we do we should we should we should teach you know because you got so many of these people because i also believe there are two types of people you've got because i agree everyone has access to it but yes i think some people are a little more naturally gifted some people have to learn a little harder like i always talk so about you know what playing. that is you know what that is that mm -hmm. is how many lifetimes we have lived yes so some oh spirits, i agree with that right so that ties into that so some people are just going to flow into it more because their spirit yep. is already so, yep. That's where that old soul comes from. And it's yep. usually people so I, that have these gifts. You know, something we've talked about it before. I read that, um, so uh, tie back into numerology. I've been looking a lot into numerology. And so, you, you know, you have your life path number, which is, a, a, a you know, given by your, your birth date. And so... Um, one of the things that uh, I read somewhere is that your life path number is what life you're in. So if your life path number is six, you're in your sixth reincarnation. If your life path number is nine, you're in your ninth reincarnation. I just thought that was really interesting to, to think of it that way. Um, and so, you know, like I'm in my life path number is, is eight. So it makes me think that my, my, my eighth reincarnation. And so, you know, am I getting this stuff quicker now but the thing, so when I get is, to... the thing is is that we actually some of us have lived 50 times 60 mm -hmm. times so i can understand that concept but I, for me the first thing that came to my head is that my birthday is 311 i'm like i feel like i've lived 311 <laughs> lifetimes <laughs> instead of the first number maybe all of them 
Oh yeah. yeah, one of my very first past life regressions that I had was of walking the Bering Strait, being the first group of people that walked over into North America. I was leading a group of people, and I mean, I vividly can still see that. Like it was like three nights in a row I was dreaming about this, and I felt yes. like that I was there, and I knew that it was a past life, and it was my first past life. Like, it was crazy. It was cool. <laughs> so. I've done that, too, and I, I dreamed that I was a white guy that was like a, maybe some sort of sheriff or like an officer like that, maybe in a small town, and literally at the same dream many times that I got shot in my back. The same, mm -hmm. And my birthmark is back there. That's what's so crazy. Yeah, I have a, a knot that's constantly in my shoulder, and I've had four or five different psychics tell me that in a past life, a friend very close to me shot me in the shoulder with an arrow. And it's that uh -oh. they always point out, do you have a pain in your left shoulder? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, and um, I totally lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Oh, I hate when that happened. Well, we let's get back into spiritualism. Then. Yeah, spiritualism. <laughs> yeah. If I come, if I come back to it, I'll bring it back up. All right, all right. So, um, let's go ahead and jump into one of the earliest uh, spiritualists, if you will, um, and and probably one of the beginnings of the movement, which took place in Hydesville, New York, in 1848. Uh, the Fox Sisters. Oh, the Fox Sisters, those foxy gals. <laughs> <laughs> both heightened so full of knowledge <laughs> both <laughs> heightened the movement and then squandered it at the same time <laughs> exactly um so you know it's we, we talked a little bit about the fox sisters back when we did uh our hoaxes hoaxes yeah hoaxes episode mm -hmm. uh because they basically you know later on came out and said they they did they made it all up but uh they inspired they inspired the movement. Uh, like you said, they didn't create any of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They just brought attention to it. Yep. And so uh, just because they went off and, and, and later it, it, you know, said that they made it all up, whether you believe that they did or didn't is, is doesn't matter because it's still all existed yep. with or without their involvement. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, um, but uh, you know, so, so in 1848 uh, there was a severe disturbance, disturbance uh in uh kate fox's room uh and basically uh she's challenged a, a supposed spirit to repeat in raps mm -hmm. uh the number of times that she flipped her fingers mm -hmm. um and then once communication had been established they worked out a code where they could get raps and get answers to questions and and all that kind of stuff now as, as a part of our hoax show we did talk about how they said that they were basically learning how to pop the knuckles and their toes yeah she had like a uh, dislocated to toe or something what? and yeah. was able to pop it through there since they were kids they could pop it so loud that it would sound like a knocking on the wall yeah oh my so that, so. yeah but that's where that whole idea of like ghosts knocking on the wall like uh Come came from yeah, that. But I mean, again, this is something that I believe ghosts have learned to do. Like, you know, especially if someone in this lifetime or a few back has passed away, they're like, "Oh, hey, I can communicate by knocking on a wall." Yeah, <laughs> right. They're gonna do well, it whatever way they can. So, yeah, yep. they will absolutely do it that way or any other way. But yeah, that's. But 
the, the whole popping of the knuckle has me just kind of like trying to think <laughs> about how that sounds and <laughs> oh how that feels like Ooh, I, mean, oh, I yeah. can pop my I can pop my big toe but it's like it's got to be dead quiet and it's just like uh, right like I, I I broke my big toe several years Ow. ago uh, and you know when you break a toe there's like there's nothing that right. you can really do you tape it to another toe and you know <laughs> Um, then you got like cloven feet but um so anyways because of that i can now pop that toe really like i can oh, like God. i can sit right, right now and just and yeah just i'm doing move it back and right forth now. and pop it and uh and it's it's pretty loud especially like if i'm dehydrated it's really loud um but uh we're things about your host <laughs> she right, right. Up. Yeah, y'all got some nasty toes <laughs> <laughs> right. oh my God. Um, but anyway so yeah the Fox sisters you know uh, all the way through the 19, 1860s and in, in into the 1900s uh, doing their mediumship and, and again uh, whatever you feel about the Fox sisters they really started to bring the attention uh, to it, mm-hmm. um, and so oh yeah, there, they were you know, massive just... celebrities. I mean, they were the Elvis oh, yeah. Presley of spiritualism. I mean, they were they so they were they compl- so they ended up being fraud. They it was all fake. They said yeah they they so they ended up uh, towards the end of their um, of their career saying that it was all made up. Oh my and god! Now now skept- skeptics of the fraud claim say that they were basically falling out of the spotlight mm-hmm. at that point in time mm-hmm. and so they they made their fraud claim in order to put them back in the oh spotlight my Lord. Right. I'm, yeah makes sense yeah because i mean it's, anything's possible you know that that is a common thing the end of days um confession that yeah. you know i mean same thing like the the very very famous bigfoot video guy apparently on his deathbed he told his kids that it was all fake and and things oh. like that wow. you know that know. crap always happens but it's like you know who knows they they could have in the end felt like they maybe they had gotten spiritual again like legit spiritual in the church right. and they had to in a way denounce that to make them feel better about trying to go to heaven or something you know who knows like anything possible but or they could have just been frauds too i mean i don't know <laughs> right exactly because to me i'm thinking frauds because if if they are mediums that means they should be able to communicate to the point of where they don't need knocks to answer they can just right you yeah know what I'm and they and they did that stuff too but yeah i mean and there's like a whole list of ways they said they they frauded everyone with like moving lights and they you know all those tricks you see in movies like when it's like a fake medium that you see in movies and all that a lot of that stuff is pulled from what the fox sisters said that they yeah. did to scan i'm gonna have to look them up because i i don't <laughs> i did not know about them that's crazy yeah they're they're yeah. yeah they are what kicked off the whole big medium spiritualist movement was the fox sisters they were super famous man oh yeah i'm looking them up for sure and also the first rappers so yeah they were the first rappers they were like all right let's have a rap battle i'm gonna hold up three that's how many words you get go (laughs) (laughs) um but uh what was really interesting I, i found this when they were doing when all this kind of stuff was really getting big 
um, it provoked a lot of opposition. Oh yeah. Um, and like there were like verbal uh, con- uh, condemnation. Uh, I can't say the word Condemnation. condemnations, mm-hmm. um, and occasionally even mob violence against uh, mediums and spiritualists at the time. Um, well, because the, the church, like the ter- especially the evangelicals, right of that time, which was huge. I mean, America is mostly evangelical, mm-hmm. especially back then. That was they were the ones that had the answers to. And they the can get pretty ruthless. Oh, you know, history yeah. shows how ruthless they can get. You know, and yep. it's sad because it is something that they believe in. You know, yes. and they just and don't they, it can work it right. together so good. That it, they have no idea how it could just benefit what they already believe. Like right, but yeah, right, and that's so true because it all ties together. Like, mm-hmm. there are things in the Bible that I know are not correct for sure. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're talking about correcting the Bible. <laughs> you know, right. So. right. Good luck. Yeah. So, right. well, yeah. And I feel like I can do it. That's me. I feel like I can because just how accurate my information is and how strong my abilities are, it, you know, uh, I feel like I have a shot at making that statement and at least getting it out there so it can be heard. Right. And and I've said that too. It's like, you know, people forget that Jesus came and completely changed what the religion was all about. Like he came in and said, the old ways are not going to work. Why can't someone or multiple people be able to speak to God and say, guess what? These things that are now the old ways need to be changed too. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why is it all of a sudden written in stone until it's your thing? You know, (laughs) it's like you guys forget that they told the Jews they were wrong. (laughs) And then you have a generation who is seeing the, they see the gaps in the Bible and where things aren't Mm -hmm. quite adding up. So they're, you know, in order to save any part of the Bible and for so that people will continue to believe in God, because that will make people, oh, that doesn't, that's not, look, there's a, that doesn't make sense. You know, they'll start to go against the Bible. You need to make it make sense in order yep. for this generation to not completely just stray away. You know, right. and so these people like back then coming out against all this stuff, much like today, these church folk coming out against gay marriage mm-hmm. or things like that, things that are changing. All it does is push people further away. Yeah. Right. And I assume that's what happened here, too. Right, Josh? Yep. So, I mean, they they came there. Yeah, so the church came out strong and said, basically, uh, spiritualism is witchcraft. Um, and and also uh, they aligned spiritualists with necromancy uh which is <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> something completely different mm-hmm. um oh my God. so um but yeah i mean they basically demonized it for lack of a better word uh to try to to try to shun it and get it to to go well away, and they so. try they like they like to lump things together too because you know the spiritualist movement was happening but other movements were happening too you know uh in the early 1900s you had gerald gardner developing wicca and uh crowley and those guys and then you had um what was crowley golden dawn so you had all these yep. like archaic kind of things that are were are and they just kind of lumped them all together and said witch and the devil like you know it's like yeah. they're all so yeah different 
<laughs> They're very, very dumb. Well, and so, so at the time, spiritualism also inspired the rise of psychic research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but, uh, we were just but, talking about this on my other podcast. The ESP Foundation has been around for like a hundred years, and I didn't even realize that. Wow, me either. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the uh, talking about here the the telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, uh, more complex phenomenon of spirit contact. Uh, I guess necromancy is apparently talking to the dead to learn the future. It's That's dead, what it is. Uh, death magic, so, but yeah. Like, yeah. So they consider that that's, oh, that's funny that they tied in like that, but they're not dead. Like we don't die. Yeah. Right. So right. the physical, the, the, like my, like my wife says, uh, the, the body is a suitcase for the soul. Yeah. And so, and so your, your suitcase, your suitcase falls apart. But the stuff in it keeps going. Right. That's the thing. It's like in the Bible, you got a guy who's raising the dead. And remember that his believers were able to do that, too. Later on, they were able to raise that. People forget that, like, Peter and all of those guys were able to raise the dead. And then they taught a new breed that was able to raise the dead and essentially do magic. Like, they forget that all that stuff happened, that necromancy, you know, being able to speak to those that have passed on and and things like that. That's all Jesus and his followers were doing that. But they forget that. They forget that because they cherry pick. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to turn this into a religious fight. We got to be careful. Mm. Uh. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. Some things need to be pinpointed, and it's not like a lot of people they want to come to my page and say, "Oh, you know, you're the devil." And I'm like, "No, I grew up in church, went to private school. That's not Mm -hmm. it. It's just that now that I know what I know on the spiritual side, I know that there are inaccuracies, big ones." Yes. Yeah, and that's what I say. When anyone finds out I read tarot or that I'm pagan or anything of that stuff, I'm like, you haven't done your research. That stuff you're talking about ain't even in the Bible. That's just stuff mm. that you've heard culturally through TV and maybe through yep. your pastor. Like, yep. that, you don't, you're the ignorant one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. walk into this lightly. <laughs> yeah, I, I go good with them because I know my scriptures a little bit. So I'm able yep, to kind of. Right, right. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> so, you know, just to kind of keep us going here, uh, uh, many who participated in psychic research uh, uh, hoped for positive results. And one of the more prominent supporters was Sir William Crooks, who was a president of the Royal Society, the Royal Society, <laughs> uh, the National Scientific Organization of Great Britain, who investigated and pronounced genuine the materialization phenomena produced by medium Florence Cook. I don't know. Florence Cook? Hooker by Crook? I don't know. Um, <laughs> crook and Cook. Um, so those who placed their hopes in physical phenomena, however, were destined for disappointment. One by one, the mediums were discovered to be engaged in fraud. Which yeah. I can understand. You know, I mean... It, it, I can, you know, Vashti, you probably know that um, when even sometimes when you want answers, answers don't always come, right? Um, so, well, you know, not that I'm going to toot my own horn. <laughs> that, I, I, for me, it is so easy um, because I'm able to receive all 
forms of communication through feeling through you know all of that so if i don't get an answer honestly you want to know why it's because they aren't supposed to know that exactly or there ain't one and and that's yeah and skeptics and we've always said this skeptics are always a looking through their own perspective so it, you know, like um, uh, James Randi, who was the biggest debunker in the world. Who I love him, though. He was great. He just passed away recently. But that was his whole thing was debunking psychics. And he would do the craziest experiments. And I'm like, no, you're trying to prove psychism through the way you think psychism should work. And that's right. what I'm saying. Because it doesn't work the way you think it works, therefore it's debunked. But you don't understand how this works. You can't measure the feeling I get in my gut when I know my grandmother's near, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, or, or same thing, just because a skeptic could say, well, that's not a UFO because that, that very well could have been a bird that was carrying a bottle cap and it reflected off of the sun. <laughs> we don't know that that's the case, but because that's a possibility that's less than the actual possibility of actually seeing a UFO, therefore it's debunked. Like I hate, I hate. (laughs) It's so it's so complicated. You have to be a medium that is. I'm able to communicate with them so well. They're able to explain to me why they're not giving information. You have to know what you're dealing with. You have to know the spirits. You have to know how it works. so therefore i am literally able to answer to everything or explain to the person why um they aren't supposed to know so uh uh, mediums whose abilities are not quite at that level they're going to have a Mm. little bit harder time uh receiving the information and understanding why they are not receiving the information so right um, yeah and and it it is through others eyes but at the level that that there are people out there that scam and those people yeah. are what make every yeah. real claim look stupid because you know, one negative can destroy a hundred positives. I'll tell like you what. That. Yeah. I, I, that, that frustrates me so bad. I, I, I will go hard on somebody that I know is a fraud. Um, there is a mm-hmm. woman, there is an, I have a small arch enemy on IG she literally <laughs> when i started on ig you know she we she has the same amount of followers as she did four years ago and she spews lies about different big murder cases and stuff so i just i had to shut her down but um it's i, I get very emotional about that because yeah. these, you know to me it's just these are people's families and well, well and, and again, yeah. that's where this the term spiritualism for us today still comes in because it is a spiritual thing for those of us that are a part of this movement and those of us that seek out folks like you or like my sister and things like that. It is spiritual yeah. for them to be able to speak with those that have passed on or to learn how to speak to spirit guides or all of these things. It is very spiritual and it is very emotional and it it it's such a hampering thing when the one person you know it's like uh i do improv comedy and improv is kind of a niche type of thing and if they go to a team in town that's really shitty 
you know, that doesn't really care. They don't follow the rules. They don't do the things right. That's probably that only person's experience of improv they're going to get. And they're going to be like, see, I told you that was bad. Improv is just awful. And I'm like, no, you just didn't go to a a good person, someone who's actually trained or knows what they're doing. You know, don't. But that's what happens, you know, especially in these things like mediumship and and, and all this stuff. It fits that same thing. And there was that show on CBS that ran for like nine seasons called The Mentalist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all watched yeah, that. I, did. I remember but, that. But but that show, uh, you know, like my wife is is huge skeptic of mediums, um, and so and a lot of hers comes from that show. You know, that show was 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 fictionally written, but she looks at it and says. Well, here, here's where he, you know, look, did this that, that proved that this person wasn't, they were just randomly throwing words out there. And then you were associating those. Oh, words it's like the to- same people that think because they watch CSI that that was all real science. Like, right. Right. It's a, it's I swear, a TV this, show. This is what we're talking about. This is why I, I, at first I didn't start it. I didn't start doing it this way on purpose, but I'm glad my readings are through text. I do every single one of my readings through text unless it's a murder or something more right. intense but i literally have the whole conversation in black and white and there's a mm. lot of factors sometimes people being new to going to a medium or bad experiences to where they get a little frustrated going into it yes. and i will teach i literally take extra time outside of what they paid for to teach them how it works. Yep. For I two, do the same thing when I read tarot. I, I, I tell them, I'm like, listen, yeah, here's for two reasons. So that they know. And also, so if they go to somebody else, they know they can spot a fake or a fraud. Right. If yep. you go to the medium, they should be able to give you detailed information yep. that they could not possibly, you know, that is how the spirits I talk to, they make sure they do that. So that those people can know, can get those chills, you know, get the chills yes. going and, yes. and know that. Those are the way. best moments. Yeah. Those are, like I've had that happen or when I've even read tarot, when I get stuff coming in from my guides and I'm like, okay, hey, listen, I, my guide's telling me this. They're like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I try that. to teach my people also. Um, yes. So it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot to it, but I have found my way through all this, through the fraud, uh, you know, people want to say, oh, you're a scammer. The the religious people, I'm sorry, but it is always the religious people that come to my page, try to wreak havoc on me. And I'm like, you got nothing else better to do. Right. (laughs) Right. But the proof is in the pudding, you know, that's. Yep. Yeah. When it gets down to it, okay, sit down and let me talk with you. Let me show you. Yeah, that's what Josh and our friend Santosh. That's what we call when we have these proofs that happen. We call it pudding moments because it is the, yeah. the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so talking about frauds. Um, <laughs> back when all this stuff was was really uh, catching on, there were uh, professional magicians such as Harry Houdini. Uh, who joined efforts to expose the fraudulent practices of mediums uh, in the 20 in the 20th century the magicians uh Milborn Christopher and James Randy there's your James yep, Randy, you James Randy. Seven, uh, became known as much for their efforts to debunk fake mediumship as their stage work yep um and, and 
<clears throat> also, I, I was watching, uh, uh, there's a show, Vash, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there's a show on Netflix called Surviving Death. I've passed it up. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. You should watch it. Oh, you there, should there's watch two it. full episodes on mediums. Like it's it's excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an excellent but, show. But one of the one of the episodes that I just finished the other night, the one of the uh, people on there talking about how apparently Penn and Teller uh also oh yeah are huge against against psychics and mediums and they spend a lot of time on their shows and stage shows and stuff talking about how all this stuff is faked and here let me prove it to you and all this kind of stuff and and it's back to what you said stuff and it's you know they're trying to it's kind of like back you know in their in the early 1900s uh, people de- trying to debunk the first flight at Kitty Hawk, right? Oh yeah, it's impossible for people, people to fly. People still try to debunk so, the moon landing. Yeah, exactly. But people like trying Houdini, to debunk that the Earth is round. Know, so. Some of them, like Houdini, like if you really dig into his story, he was trying to debunk. He was trying to debunk because he wanted to find that it was real. Like he was doing everything right. he could to get the frauds yeah. out to find the truth because he wanted to continue to commu- he yeah. wanted to communicate with his mother who had passed on and Aww. he could not find a person that was able Aww. to do that. And that irritated him so much that that's why he began debunking because he was like these are frauds, we need to get this out there. He was trying to find a way to truly communicate with his mother. Um and remember if it was him that died or his wife that died that where he was just like i'm gonna show you this isn't real because when i die i'm gonna come back to you you come back to me or i'm gonna come back to you blah and of course it never happened but yeah houdini's is a sad story it was all about trying to communicate with his mother and not finding a real answer that's what a lot of his i never knew that Mm -hmm. wow i always learn a lot when i talk to you guys always great story stuff man yeah (laughs) So, uh, so oddly enough, uh, spiritualism did a lot better in Britain. Oh yeah, uh, than the U.S. Well, that's what um, Wicca was too with Gerald Gardner, man. The, yeah. I love the Brits, man. As posh as they are, they <laughs> randomly like some cheeky stuff. Like they got right. boobs up on their regular TV, like, and you're like, wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we the, don't. Is that, why, <laughs> is that why you use? Is that why you use your VPN to watch Britain, British television? Yeah, I watch BBC with a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I didn't. I didn't realize this was a thing. But I guess it makes sense after the whole uh, witch scare and all that kind of stuff. There, but in in the nineteen fifties, they repealed repealed their witchcraft laws. I didn't know yeah. they had witchcraft laws to begin with. They did. So, and again, Gerald Gardner, part of my, when I became Wiccan, that we read a lot of Gerald Gardner. He was the man behind making that happen. Um, that's a lot of the reason why witches met in secret and things like that, because of the burning times. And those witchcraft laws stayed on the books forever and ever and ever. And they would use them in modern ways. They could arrest you. You know, yeah, they wouldn't burn you at the stake anymore, but they could still arrest you if they were a douchebag like cop. They could justifiably arrest you for witchcraft. And so a lot of that. Yeah. So Jared Garner is like, this is religious persecution. This needs to go away. And him and a large number of folks finally got those laws repealed. But yeah, it was it. It was on the books for hundreds of years. It's ridiculous. That must be why I don't like the oven or heat and cooking. (laughs) 
a lifetime. So I, they must have got me at the stake or something in another yeah, life. Yeah, or you were, <laughs> we were Hansel and Gretel in another life. <laughs> something. I mean, I feel that way sometimes, you know, just yeah. especially coming in my, me coming full circle when I, I let my mind go to those thoughts, it, yeah. you know. Well, and you got to remember, it wasn't just witches. They were, you know, yeah. it's the same thing. People think that only the Jews died in the Holocaust, but it was, right. you know, any colored person, handicapped folks. It was, you know, oh. gays and lesbians. Same thing. Happened. Women who read. Yeah, <laughs> women who read. Uh, but the same thing happened during the burning times as well. It was the same thing. Like the, the term fags, that's where that came from because it was a bundle of sticks that they would use to burn gay folks with. And that's kind of where that term no, came Oh, my gosh. Yeah, fags are, are is a bundle of sticks that was used to burn. That's why the Brits call cigarettes fags because it's a stick that burns. Right. And, oh you know, God. so those things all came from that. It wasn't just witches or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it was just it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. That's why I get mad when anyone like makes jokes, like even to this day about witches burning and stuff. I'm like, it's not funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> some of us. Oh my gosh. Randomly still remember that, like in in our past life. Yeah, I I swear. Like I I, mm-hmm. I really feel that I do. Yep. That there were moments. Mm. Yep. So where to go from there? Um, well, let's talk about France and Brazil because. Uh, it was really successful in France and Brazil, uh, where it was known as spiritism, mm. and uh, they incorporated the idea of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so success- successful has the movement been in Brazil that the French founder of spiritism, Alan Kardec, has been pictured on Brazilian stamps. Yep, I'm very familiar with that name. Yep. And yeah, this is where you start. So yeah, we're looking into like the 50s and 60s and 70s and stuff. Yeah, this is where that yogi yoga starts coming into it. The Hindu practices and and all of this stuff becomes what is now the New Age movement. And right. Well, that's really cool. That's my next. That's my next paragraph. It's almost like you're looking at my research stuff. (laughs) Almost. Nope. Nope. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so the practice of mediumship uh, enjoyed a rebirth in the 1970s uh, as a significant activity within the New Age movement, which looked uh, to the coming of the idealistic culture of the 21st century. Uh, New Age channelers uh, claimed to contact a variety of disembodied entities from ascended masters, yep, uh, which are the, I do, yeah. you know, the spiritual beings who are believed to guide human destiny. Uh, to extraterrestrials, um, uh, other spiritualists who have since passed on, um, mm. the dead. Um, it says here that the New Age movement disappeared in the 90s, but I don't know that it ever really disappeared as it is just maybe got <laughs> out of the spotlight. So the New Age movement back in the day was more organized. I think that's what they mean by that. Like there were new age centers and all of this stuff because of transcendental meditation and, and you can still find vestiges of them of uh, Yogananda. Like uh, even in Phoenix, there's a temple here, but Yogananda is one of Santosh's like men, like not mentors, but one of his um, teachings is from Yogananda. And, you know, but back in the 70s, Yogananda was huge. You know, there used to be these huge New Age and meditation centers, and it was this huge movement. I think that's what that means by that, is the 90s, 
I don't know. It's almost like because of the eighties, things went back more conservative again. And it, it kind of fell mm -hmm. because it was all the boomers. If you think about it, they were the hippies in the sixties and seventies. And then in the eighties became Republicans. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that pushed away and I'm not even making a joke, but it's the truth. Right. And so right. they pushed away a lot of those kind of hippie um, thought processes, transcendental meditation and all that stuff that they were into and global um, ecology and things like that and kind of pushed that away. And then it was our generation that kind of grew up and kind of brought it back around, I guess. So hmm. I pulled all that out. So, so I don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's pretty, pretty spot on, though. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, that's probably... Yeah. Um, so just want to jump down here to talking about a couple of spirituals. So we've already talked about the Fox sisters, uh, but there's also another person, Helena, and I'm going to butcher oh, this Blot last Blotvatsky. name. Yeah. I'm not even looking at go. the thing. Yeah, she's massive. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do a whole episode on her sometime. Like, she is very, very interesting. <laughs> So uh, she was born on August 12th, 1831. Interesting, I was I'm August 11th here, so mm -hmm. pretty close to my birthday. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting, in the detail that I found, it said born on August 12th, July 31st, old style. Did we have a different calendar in 1831? I don't know. When did we start doing leap year and stuff like that? I don't know. That may have something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's interesting, oh. I, but I thought we've had. Or the it same could be. I mean, she was like time. Ukrainian or whatever, so maybe they didn't use the. Maybe they Julian didn't use calendar. the Gregorian. Right. Yeah, maybe they used the because they are well. The Russians are very orthodox, so they may have used the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's probably what hmm. it is. Oh, learn something new every day. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so from Ukraine, uh, died May eighth, eighteen ninety one, in London, England. So close um, to my birthday, May 14th. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, maybe that's who's in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. Right. You need to like it. You need to insert a dun 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 yeah. in that in that yeah. little. <laughs> I can do that. Um, so uh, she was the uh, a Russian spiritualist and author, co-founder of the Theosophical Society to promote Theosophy. Yes, the theologian. Theosophy. He loves talking about Theosophy. Him and I have had a very good conversation before. That it's interesting. It's good stuff. Huh. So at the age of seventeen, uh, Helena Hahn married Nikifor Blavatsky, a Russian military officer and provincial vice governor. Uh, and then they separated after a few months. So they, you know, oh. I guess the spark wasn't there. Oh. Uh, she <laughs> Not enough vodka. <laughs> right. Yeah. She uh, became interested in occultism and spiritualism and for many years traveled extensively through Asia, Europe, and the U.S., uh, she also claimed to have spent several years in India and Tibet studying under Hindu uh, gurus. In 1873, she went to New York City, where she met and became a close companion of Henry Scott Olcott, 
Um, and in 1875, they and several other prominent persons founded the Theosophical Society. Weird how things come up, because remember in our Cryptid of the Week, there was a Dr. Olcott spelled the same way. Yeah. It's weird when words come up twice. Words come up twice. Yeah, that's yeah. really, yeah. Um, in uh, 1877, she had her first major work, which was titled Isis Unveiled. Um, the book, she criticized the science and religion of her day and asserted that mystical experience and doctrine were the means to attain true spiritual insight and authority. Hmm. I agree. Um, although Isis Unveiled attracted attention, the society dwindled. In 1879, Blavatsky and Alcott went to India. Three years later, they established the Theosophical Society headquarters at Adyar near Madras. God bless you. Right. <laughs> um, and began publication of the society's journal, the Thea, the Theophysis. Uh, what's the word, Stefan? Theosophy. Theosophist. The Thea. I, I'm gonna. I'm done. The Holy the, See. It, that's what it feels like you want to yeah. say. <laughs> but yeah, Theosophy. Um, theosophist. Um, and these. Yeah, these are still go. around, by the way. Like you can still join the Theosophical Societies. Um, really? I just looked up one. There's one yeah. in Phoenix. I'm like, I'm about to check you out. Right. <laughs> um, so asserting that she possessed extraordinary psychic powers, Blavatsky during journeys to Paris and London was accused by the Indian press of concocting fictitious spiritualist phenomena. Again, how do you prove something that you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, that's like asking someone um, if they think, you know, this is too spicy for you. you right. know? How do they know <laughs> right. what's too spicy for you? Right. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. True, right. Well, <laughs> let the church say amen. <laughs> um, so in, in uh, there's apparently a report called the Hodgson, Hodgson Report, H-O-D-G-S-O-N, uh, where the findings of an investigation in 1885 by the London Society of Psychical Research declared her a fraud. Mm -hmm. um, and that stuck on her. Like Jeez. I said, one negative can destroy a hundred positives. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, she she pretty much can, you know, basically said till the day she died that she had been unjustly condemned. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she lived uh, quietly in Germany and Belgium and London. She, you know, just kind of did some small stuff. You talk um, about somebody that crosses communities it's her you'll find her mentioned in john keel books about ufos you'll find her mentioned in books about really? Bigfoot. you'll find her mentioned with psychic stuff you'll find her mentioned with mystical stuff with magic with which everything she she is a huge influence and that's why i said like i was excited to hear her name because she is she's scary looking though i mean she definitely looks like a mean old russian lady but like <laughs> <laughs> she man uh yeah and it ruined her you're absolutely right it, it wow. ruined her um, and so just to kind of uh, close things off a little bit, um, so I, I do have a lot of detail about the Fox sisters, but I, I, I mean, do you all want to go through that? Or No, we know? talked about that during our hoaxes and we talked about it in the beginning. I think we're pretty good. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I, I looked up Theosophy and it is the Theosophical Society in America. It's still a real thing. You can go to theosophical.org. Um, in fact, I'm going to 
they got the e-newsletter. I'm about to sign up for that. As well as, I know we got a lot of our information from the National Spiritualist Association of Churches, the uh, NSAC.org. Check that out. And I highly recommend people to look up uh, Blavatsky's books. A lot of, you can actually get a lot of them for free on Kindle, you know, like um, just interesting stuff, man. And, you know, and I always say that is take all this stuff with a grain of salt, because, yes, there are always going to be people that are going to try to take your money. So it's same thing with preachers, though. You don't see people being like, well, there are scammer preachers out there. That means Jesus ain't real. I right? swear, that's what I tell people. I, you know, because like <laughs> handing a tray around, you know what I mean? So it's the it's if you want to talk yeah, about that's what I'm fraud, saying. you know, why aren't these, you know, why aren't they, why aren't they doing it from their heart? If that's the, you know, so I just, can't. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so if the whole movement is shattered because you found one spiritualist to be a fraud or even 20, then why is Christianity not destroyed by all the fraudulent preachers that we have right. found? Right. right. It, it yeah. doesn't work that way. So neither does this movement. Uh, and just right. like you said, this right. movement is still a very big movement. And you know, the I, I am lucky now that I moved out to Phoenix that this is a very big spiritualist new age area. You know, up in Sedona, they have what are those big psychic vortexes that people come from all over the world to be around. Uh, you know, in Louisville, there's like one metaphysical shop here. I think there's like right. 25. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And it's like it makes me happy um, to remind me that there are a lot of people around the world that do believe this stuff. I mean, just yeah. we talked about UFO sightings. There are more people just this year that I, what is it like yearly? It's like 300,000 sightings every year or something like that, Josh, or, or 30,000 a yeah. month or something. I forget what it is, yeah, I mean, but it's like, there are more sightings of a UFO than of anyone ever claiming to have seen Jesus. Right. <laughs> so, and that doesn't disprove Jesus. It's just saying, it's like, we have more people saying they've seen a UFO right. yet. It's considered taboo. Like it's crazy to me. It's crazy. But, but if I see uh, the Mother Mary in my toast, That's then funny. I get That's I get international news or potato chip. You're gonna get on Ellen. You're gonna get on Ellen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and TikTok. Right. Your TikTok video is gonna soar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this stuff. But, time, um, thank you, man. I'm so glad you got to come hang out with us. <laughs> me too. I'm sorry I missed last time. I had that flat tire. Of course, that's just oh, that's okay. It, but yeah, I was so excited to talk with you guys tonight. And anytime, invite me. I really, and especially now, I, I was a little freaked out because I was like, "Oh God, it's it's a video call." Literally, <laughs> never done one. Y'all are my first. <laughs> don't even worry. We don't even put the video out anyway, so we just take the audio. This no, just for us. Right? It doesn't matter though. You have to know me. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's something new, but now, I'm, you know, right. Now it's fun. Well, I mean, I've, I've been, I've had to do video calls so much because I like put out, hey, I'm going to read your tarot. And I'm like, no, I can do it over Zoom. It's fine. I'll do it over Zoom or I'll do it over Facebook, you know, or over a phone call and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've had yeah. to do that a number of times. My sister, though, who is also a medium, she's still kind of new in it and she will not do anything over Zoom. She's like, no, I need you in the room like right. she's just too nervous about it. i'm like just trust your stuff girl right and that's yeah you have to you gotta trust yourself for sure oh mm-hmm. i want to say <laughs> I, just talking with you i keep seeing 
Okay, looking at you, you so it's your, it's gonna be your right, but it's on my left, looking at you. I keep seeing a woman with light, with blonde hair or light colored hair. And it comes to like right there above, a little bit above her shoulder. She looks, I don't know, she's a not old woman. She's a, I don't know if I'm just seeing someone around you or if it's someone who's passed, but she's she's definitely keeps popping in in my vision. Probably, so. I mean, we have always known my Aunt Kathy. She died before I was born, that she has been with me. I saw her. She was the first ghost. Was she ghost like 40s? Was she like a middle No, age? at the time, at the time, she was pretty young. Well, you know, truth be told, I don't know how old she was. I think she was like in her early 20s, though. But I mean, you know, people mm-hmm. kind of look the way they want to look, you know? Well, um, she, this, no, this woman is, she's this older. Is different. And- yeah, she she looks like she could be even maybe late 40s, early 50s, even around there. So, but she keeps popping in. I just had to mention her because. So. <laughs> well, maybe I we mean, can go into more detail and figure out who she is. She's definitely yeah. wanting to be seen. So, oh, I, I yeah, I believe. Well, that. and Stefan, you you had that incident with your chair getting pulled back I into did. the kitchen too. I so. did a couple weeks ago. Oh my god, ago. is this my... somebody in your house that I'm seeing? It's not a bloodline person to you then. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just in this temporary... We're actually moving this week. Yeah, we're actually moving this week. We're in this, like, temporary apartment. But yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was just sitting here and was like... Poof. Sitting right where you are grabbed... now? Yeah, it, I was sitting here and it grabbed my chair and pulled me back while I was in it. And, she, um, keeps, she keeps coming right behind you in the video. So this is someone that is attached to that space. That's what could that's be. What it, yeah, yeah. I, I this is an older place. I think um, I don't know much about it. Like I said, because it's a glorified Airbnb. So um, we're just. And I here wish you could find out months. who used to live there. That would be. Cool. I know. I could probably do some research and look into it, though. I'd be interested in doing that. But I mean, I also have a lot of people that follow me around and things like that i mean it could there's, i mean it could be my grandmother i mean there's a lot of <laughs> folks yeah but if she well. if she didn't if she's not in that age group and if that doesn't fit her hair right. this woman has almost like a bobbed haircut like bangs she and she doesn't wear makeup she was kind of more of a plain face um she's just maybe a, a regular build average build I think she's the, I think she's attached to your house. I don't feel a bloodline connection immediately. So that makes that <laughs> We always joke that uh cuz I have this book here, the uh the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary and oh June G. Bletzer. And we always joke, this came out in the 1980s. Well, I was like, oh man, we use it every week for our psychic word of the week. And I was like, oh, we should look up and see if we can find this author. Well, she had passed away. So I've been joking for like three, four months now that she's been in the room with me. And I'm like, what if it's June G. Bletzer? Shut up. Why do I want to look her up now? Her picture. She's a blonde. I'm I'm uh, looking and I can't find a picture of her anywhere. I've so. seen one, I think I can't remember, but yeah, like I looked her up. I was so sad that she had passed on. Um, wow. But yeah. <laughs> but I love but that. That's I how love, it happens, I, though. It will. It'll call them if you like are using their book or you mention their name. It'll call mm-hmm. them to you. So. Yeah, and we use her every week, and I invoke her every time. I'm like, if you're what here, if you I feel the you. Show? God, what if that is her? I swear, this woman, she pops in literally while we were talking the whole hour about four or five times. That is literally awesome. that many times. 
I love that. Man, I really wish I could find a picture of her now. I know, so. right? I know, me too. I'm like, where's she at? Of course, her picture ain't in this book either. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But the the book is cool. I was actually, you know, I was actually given um, one of my medium friends, um, Barb Jordan. She had passed away years ago. When she passed away, her daughter was like, oh, hey, Barb wanted you to have a number of her tarot decks and a couple of her books. And that's where I got this book from, was from Barb. Um who had passed away so uh, you know it's there's it already a psychic connection with this book right know? right right riddle old <laughs> oh teeth old like <laughs> but anyways uh yeah <laughs> thank you um i'm gonna be researching for sure because i want to know who that um, is too um. i love that yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping you might see somebody behind me. That's why I took my my desk, my background uh, off. Oh, no, yeah. No, not 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 yet. But yeah, that woman, she would just kept poking her head in so often. I, I've, I've always felt somebody in here. And that's why I said, like, I've felt a hand on my shoulder a couple times. I felt the chair pulled. Like, I'm I've had, you. But it's not. But I mean, I've had that happen other places too. But I know since I've been here, it's happened a bit. So it, that well, definitely if makes me wonder if, if she's here. If it's in that particular spot in your house, like mm -hmm. if it's in this particular area where you sit at, that that's where I'm seeing her. I, I didn't feel her over this way. I, I feel her. Yeah. In there. This is the where the dining room is. This is the dining room table, and then the kitchen is right behind okay. me. Okay. So. Wow. Oh, yeah, now I want to know how old these. This we're about. I literally move. Like I just took stuff over today to the new apartment, so I'm like right. <laughs> literally moving this week. But I'm like, no, now I want to look into it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's cool. Oh man. So. All right. Stephanie, did you want to give her a chance to plug anything? In the oh yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to plug besides your normal stuff? Or um, even your normal stuff. Right now, no, just, you know, um, of course, all of my four-year predictions have come around. If you are interested in catching yeah. up on, on that as far as um, everything that's happening in Washington and all that good stuff, mm -hmm. um, that's mm -hmm. pretty much all the major things that are going on right now the month of february i'm i'm almost full but i don't cover love year round just so that i can focus on well just so that i can focus on the more serious like murder mm -hmm. you know the things like yeah. that um so I, I felt i didn't want to leave them out so i've dedicated all of february to love reading so i can throw that out there mm -hmm. i'm doing love all all the months February. Yep, and I do. I still, I still think you need to collect a lot of those predictions and put them in a book, man. Because yeah, <laughs> like, well, everything. My IG page is literally my mm -hmm. book already. I know, I know, and I was, I was saying like so that like hundred years from now, people look back and they were like, like like they did with Nostradamus. They'd be like, I've got the book that's of Ashtai. What look, I this, do. this is she said that this was going to happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what I want to do. I, I, I want to yep. get it kind of more organized, but I, I'm looking at into growing myself a little bit bigger and getting a few people to help me also so yep well you know we are always here for whatever you need and we will always Thank put you. you out there because we love you i did want to mention one more thing uh the uh national uh, uh, what's it called national convention what, uh, 
National Spiritual the yeah. Natural Spiritual Association of Churches. Uh, they have a uh, conference this year in Ooh. Seattle. Really? So, uh, if you go out to their uh, website nsac.org, uh, there's a place on there you can learn more about all of their stuff, but also their conference. And like I said, it's it says details coming, but it's it's going to be in Seattle sometime. Yeah, I this think year. that's just because of COVID, all that stuff. But yeah, if we got Seattle, we could stay with Aaron Lenny. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Seattle one time. That's it. Me too, just once. But I liked it. I, I liked it. No, but I like I like my sunshine in Arizona now. It's man, it was 75 <laughs> today. I have another brother in Arizona, in Phoenix. Oh, yeah, one here and one there. So yep. there, there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna know when I see him too. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Vashti. We love you. Like I said, we, we can you yeah. can come on anytime you want to. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us and talk about this stuff because you know it's fun. Yes, and, I enjoyed it so much. Yes. Yep. And, and and Josh always drops stuff at me that I'm like, ooh, I need to do some research now on my own. Like I always, <laughs> right. I always think I know a lot and then I don't. So <laughs> that's the way I feel. I want to look up a lot of these people and research them. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much as yep, usual. And we'll be in touch as usual. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. You too. Have bye. a good one. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to Vashti. You guys know you can find her on Instagram and all that jazz. She is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, honey buns. Um, and of course, you know, we'll, we'll have her back on again, talking about some other stuff. Um, but I did want to quickly, before we get out of here, Josh, I wanted to get into our listener story for the week. Um, which comes from a woman named Robin New, and she's from Louisville, Kentucky. She's a Louisville, Kentucky listener. And uh, she, she's got a story from when she was a teen. And so let's go ahead and check out what she has to say. I lived in a haunted apartment when I was a teenager. The whole apartment felt off from day one. One morning, I was headed out to school just before the sun came up and before anyone in my family should have been up. You had to take a few steps down the stairs to be able to get a full view of a chair in front of a window next to the front door. Well, that morning, there was a person sitting in that chair. It was dark, but there was enough light coming in through the window to make out the shape of a woman with light-colored hair just sitting there. I thought it was my mom at first, and I asked why she was down there in the dark. And then I got this sickening feeling in my stomach, and I knew right away that wasn't my mom. It felt like I stood there watching her forever. I finally went back up the stairs and into my mom's room and told her what I saw. She went back down with me, and neither of us saw that figure. It was just a window and a chair. Another night in the same apartment, my little brother and my sister were asleep in their rooms. My mom and I were watching a movie and all of a sudden my little sister started crying. When we get into the room, she is in the corner of the bed, perched up against the wall, crying, she won't give me my blanket back. And we noticed that her blanket was gone. We looked and found it completely under the bed. 
We always felt like we were being watched from that bedroom's closet. Hmm. You know, I, I've been uh, watching that show that you uh, told me I should watch, that uh, Surviving Death mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we watched an episode last night that was all about... Um, Oh, I can't remember what they're called, but um, messages from the dead, you know, so like the mediums, you know, butterflies. No, no, no. Oh, messages, like omens? It's, it's like, no, it's like uh, uh, you smell your grandfather's, like I smell yeah. my grandfather's cigarette smoke, mm-hmm. that, that kind of stuff. It's like, like signs from the dead or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what to call it, but <clears throat> they call it something else. But anyways, um, one of the like, so, so hearing, so thinking about in that aspect or that thought process and then this this telling it, it makes you wonder if what it, you know whatever spirit was coming there was just really trying to get somebody's attention just trying to let them know that they're there mm-hmm. it, and that that whole idea of i get a sickening in my stomach that is your fight or flight mechanism yeah and it it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad it just means that your brain is saying you need to make a decision. Are you going to stay here? Or are you going to leave? Yeah. And a lot of times it. that, re- right. you know, or, or that, that results in that kind of sickening in the stomach, mm-hmm. but it, but that, you know, it's too many times. I think people equate that fight or flight um, reaction to a negative presence. Right. And it's not, it's just a fear of the unknown. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and it's exactly what it is. And yeah, it's like, it's like your instinct knows something's up, you know, but your eyes don't see it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why I yeah. you always hear, especially in, in like the field, if you're ghost hunting or, or anything along these lines, monster hunting, demon hunting, whatever you're doing, trust your gut. Yeah. You know, if your gut says, get out of there, get out. And Keith will tell you, he's had some instances where he felt he should have got out but he didn't and then he gets knocked back like 10 feet and he wished yeah. he would have trusted his gut yep so but yeah again not not all are malevolent and but yeah you're right sometimes they just they just want you to know hey i'm here i want to be noticed because right. you know maybe they don't know that they're supposed to move on or anything like that and they just or they have something they want to tell you and they, they right. don't know how to communicate, you know, cause they can't bio communicate. Right. <laughs> well, and, and they, you know, maybe they haven't figured out how to manifest words or spoke or speech or whatever the case may be. Right. Or, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. They, there's not a ghost hunter there with a ghost box, <laughs> you know, or a Ouija well, board or it, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it's as odd of, a movie it was i mean the the movie ghost with patrick swayze mm-hmm. is a really good kind of idea or conception that you know he he dies or an insult so sorry for anybody who hasn't seen the movie <laughs> but he dies and uh <laughs> and he has to learn how to manipulate objects mm-hmm. right he yep, has to he like that. spends that time in the subway learning how to like flick the bottle cap yep. so um that's kind of the same i i think you know, when you pass from the physical realm into the spiritual realm, you have to retrain yourself how to do things because you don't have physical fingers anymore to do stuff or physical yep. voice box and so on and so forth. Exactly. So you got to learn how to use the new medium that you're in. Um, but That's yeah, right. thank you again to Robin New. Thank you for sending in that story. You guys can send in your stories to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com or simply go to fearscapepodcast.com. 
uh, click submit a sighting or click on the chat with us icon or simply go to at Fearscape Pod at Instagram or Twitter, anywhere, anywhere we are, Fearscape, uh, Facebook, I don't care, hit us up. Uh, we'll take your PMs or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, Josh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, just a reminder to check out all the other shows on the Fearscape Media Network. You can go to fearscapemedia.com as well as our new show with Santosh Astral Stew, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Uh, check that out and uh, make sure to like and review and share and all that stuff, you know, because you know, we want to get more people to listen so that you don't feel so awkward, Miss 19 year old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but on that, again, thank you to Vashti. Josh, thank you, sir. Thank you for being mountainous. You're welcome. Also, does that mean I rock? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unless you're in the Appalachians, then you're just dirty. Oh, okay. You're just dirty. All right, yeah. let's get out of here. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> tuning in. This has been Stefan. I will catch y'all on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight because when you're listening to Fearscape, things tend to get spooky. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. (laughs) Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. <laughs>